0: Hi, my name is Allie Williams and I am obsessed with all things business, building a life you love, and living via leaps of faith. I'm a 5-1 fireball of spunk and fun. Four years ago, I left my old Kentucky home via a 72-hour crowdfunding campaign to join an entrepreneurial program in Silicon Valley. Little did I know after, I would actually be learning in the best classroom, the world. From fun to failure to deep faith-forming seasons, I explored Built businesses, loved life, met a boy on an Instagram dating show, and realized I was finally ready to bet on myself. Now, I'm coming to you from North Carolina to teach you what my years of chasing success taught me. Life is not about beating or becoming anyone else. It's not about your income, accomplishments, or wins. It's about your integrity. The things you want simply lead you to accumulating the courage and character you crave. The process allows you to be exactly who you've always wanted to be. Here, we're focused on one thing, helping you live your best life. Yep, I am indeed the hype girl you never knew you needed. So buckle up, because I believe you were created to change the world. But that requires you to believe it too. The question is, will you? Here, you're going to discover how. So let's dive in, shall we? Welcome to life right up your alley. Hello and guys, welcome back to the Ride Up Your Alley podcast. I have one of my favorite humans that she's actually in my uh, a mastermind that I'm in. But more than that, like when she talks, I just am in awe 80% of the time. And I know that you guys are too. So you're in for a treat today. Welcome to the show, Dr. Erin L S N D. Ah. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. And then guys, I asked a clarifying question before this. I was like, it's ND," So that means she's a naturopathic doctor. More than that, though, she has a lot under her belt that has just qualified her to speak on what we're going to be talking about today, which is our cycles. So uh, really, let's start with you. How did you get into this, Erin? What made you excited? Give us the tea. Gosh, well, where do I start?
1: I started off like as a small child, like wanting to be a teacher, Practice writing on the board. I wanted to be left-handed for some random reason. Grew up, then I wanted to become a doctor, but then I was in school for so many years, like most everyone, and quickly gave up on those dreams because I just didn't want to be in school another year. And once I finished high school, medical school was going to be college, and then medical school, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so much. So gave up on those dreams and got my degree in business with an emphasis in Spanish. I'm not fluent just totally random. Worked in the bars and restaurants for many, many years, but always knew that I still hadn't found my passion in life, but still didn't know what that was. And then in 2010, so 11 and a half years ago, pretty much, I was diagnosed with cancer. I had a rare form of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, which for me, it was a tumor by my bladder. And the type of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma I had accounted for only 2% of that form of cancer and typically found in older men. Now I was 31 at the time and female. So really didn't fit the narrative for, you know, the rules of that certain type of cancer. But instead of wondering why in the heck this is happening to me, I just took it by, took the bull by its horns and beat the living crap out of cancer. And I was diagnosed in February and I was deemed cancer free in July of 2010. So literally didn't stand a chance in my body. And I think it was because my mentality was so positive and I knew that I only had one choice and that was to beat it. And I didn't let it get me down. I mean, yeah, I had some bad days, but... I took it as a like message, like, why is this happening to me? And I, and I shortly thereafter my diagnosis, I met an naturopathic doctor. And when I was going through my journey, I learned a lot about health and wellness. Like a lot of things that I just didn't know. I was naive to, no one taught me. And I knew that I could be healthier. And then when she told me what she did as an ND, I was like, what? I'm like, this is, this is amazing. This is exactly what I want to do. And I had always wanted to have that medical something in my life. And so come to find out there was a, an ND school in the state I lived in, or I live in, in Arizona, about 12 minutes from the house that I lived at at the time. And I said, you know what, I'm just going to go there and see what it's going to take to get in. And sure enough, like all my pre-med classes from when I wanted to be a doctor at U of A, were going to transfer. And I really only needed to get like two extra credits or classes to really get into the school. I'm like, okay, this is a sign like this. I need to do this. And sure enough, I completed those prereqs and those courses and and enrolled in 2013. And four short years later, I was had my doctorate in naturopathic medicine. And it's absolutely insane that it's been four years since I graduated. And I've learned so much in those four years. But I started off wanting to help patients with cancer. Mm-hmm. And I quickly pivoted. And I was like, well, you know, I ha- I'm i going to use my, my cancer journey and my positive mindset and everything that I learned about health and wellness to really drive others to take control of their health. And I am focusing more on hormones and really the vitality of women, because a lot of women are struggling and they don't understand or know that their symptoms are real. They honestly think that they're oftentimes deemed crazy, or I feel crazy, but there's something going, like, if you know that you don't feel your best self, there's something going on. And most of these women have been dismissed by other doctors and saying that, you know, everything's normal. Maybe you're just depressed or you need more sleep or here let's take a pill for this or go on birth control or things like that and that's not the answer and so naturopathically we can get to the root cause of what's going on and really help heal the body from within if you give it give it what it needs it can heal and so now i just literally love empowering women to be their best version so they can have all the energy in the world all the vitality to do the things on their to-do list and live their best healthiest lives
0: so good I, the first time I heard your story, I was like mouth open, like, oh my gosh, you're my hero. Oh. And I think anyone, you know, if you've ever experienced cancer yourself or anything to, um, it's so empowering. Cause I mean, I was really ill in college. Mm-hmm. Um, I started my senior year of high school. And I was really badly bullied. And I think it was a lot of emotional repression too. That was just really hard for me. And then I just carried it in and, you know, allowed it to snowball down and avalanche into a a big issue. Mm -hmm. And so I was actually told I had Crohn's when I was in college Mm -hmm. and I have, you know, nothing now and a fabulous digestive tract because I got to the root cause. Yeah. And because, you know, and it was so funny like Googling as a a kid, honestly, as a 19 oh, yeah. year old, and being like, oh, maybe I should try celery juice or you know, <laughs> these random things. Um, but moving to Arizona in my time there and meeting a lot of NDs was so empowering for me because being from Kentucky, it's just not really a thing there. What you do is incredible. And you guys, the reason I've had I have Erin on the podcast today is because she is so like beautiful beautifully passionate and it like empowered with so much knowledge, obviously, when it comes to your cycle, like I said, and I feel like growing up having a period is like, it's like, we all know we have it. And, but we like, but like, do we talk about it? And also like, what exactly is happening? Like I, there were so many gaps in my knowledge for so many years. And I acknowledge, I think there are still gaps in my knowledge. Oh, yeah. And, and in that we just kind of like go through it, grit and bear it, but you can optimize it. You can understand it. And I think optimize is almost like the wrong word. Like you can use it and honor it and honor yourself too. I feel like that feels better. So she started to talk about it, you all. And I was like, oh my gosh, you have to come on the podcast. You have to talk about this. And I have been tracking my period and I've seen results because of what you told me. So with that, I want to start with one cramps because we, we all hate cramps I feel like a lot of women in my life have had worse cramps lately, which I don't know if that's stress-induced or what. So can we start with like, how do we deal with that naturally instead of just popping my dolls until we die? Any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. Well, first off, I I just want to touch on what you said. It was kind of like our periods were like the elephant in the room. It's like your mom told you like, this is what's going to happen. Here's a pad or tampon. It's going to come once a month, but no one teaches you what in the heck goes on what's normal, what's abnormal, and then what you can do about it. So I think that so many women, including myself, it's like we were just lost, and we don't know anything about it. And what I've come to find out in the last few years of practice is that a lot of women have such crappy periods, but for them, it's normal. And so they don't really know what's abnormal until I point it out. And I'm like, whoa, I'm like, that is not normal. And something that's really not normal is these debilitating cramps, which seem to be a huge trend um, lately, and you're like we should have cramps, like, but they should be tolerable. You should not be reaching for fistfuls of ibuprofen or mydol or whatever. You should not be curled up in the fetal position with the heating pad, calling out of work because your cramps are so bad you can't get out of bed. Like that is not normal. Any degree of that is not normal. And I think there's, oh, I don't think I know that there's many women out there that are suffering. I just had a patient recently who was like, yeah, I couldn't get out of bed. Yeah. I'm like, that is not normal. Our period honestly should come and go. And it's like, oh, it's here. Okay. That sucks. It's a little bit of an inconvenience. Uh, all right. Well, it'll be over in a few days and then it's gone. And it really doesn't affect our, our activities of our daily life, you know, calling out of work, feeling nauseous, blah, 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 all of those crappy PMS symptoms. And and cramps are one of them. And it, I think that it's becoming such a big issue because it's, an inflammatory process and so many things in our lives nowadays are inflammatory, like anything from toxic exposures to Wi-Fi to EMFs, to our diet, to sugar, cramps are stimulated by inflammation. So what causes them is something called prostaglandins and prostaglandins are like hormone-like substances that kind of cause uterine-like contractions. So that's what causes the cramps to happen. And we have prostaglandins like on other tissues in our body, but a lot of them are in the receptors on our uterus. So if we have a hormone imbalance, specifically estrogen, more estrogen, which is very, very common, I like to call it estrogen dominance and very little progesterone, this can influence the degree of our cramps and estrogen dominance is driven by inflammation. Mm-hmm. When we tend to hit our cycle or around our cycle, we want to friggin' eat all of the crap in the world. We're, we you know, binging on Oreos or whatever the case may be, and that sugar is inflammatory. So now we're in- increasing that inflammatory process, which is why you go for the NSAIDs or the non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. Like we're trying to kill the inflammation because these NSAIDs inhibit the prostaglandin production. So if we can learn to realize what is going on in our cycle, which is what I love teaching women about, then we're more mindful of the choices that we're making and why we're making them. And then if we know that, then we're at least less likely to make those decisions. We're we're less likely to go binge for Oreos. We're like, wait, wait, wait. These are my hormones talking. I don't really need the Oreos. They're not going to make me feel any better. They're going to contribute to my inflammation. My cramps likely will be worse. I might have to call out of work. Now I'm going to take fistfuls of ibuprofen. Now my gut's going to suck. Then I might have diarrhea, like all of these things like Uh, that go on. If you understand that, then you might be able to have, you know, you won't choose those options. Yeah. So that's
0: kind of in a nutshell, why I think, know that cramps are such a issue lately. Oh, they totally are. And I, I think inflammation, which that beautiful word it's not beautiful, right? right? But it's so beautiful to hear people talk about it because I know that's something that was not ever spoken about, similar to the elephant in the room that was our period until recently probably. Mm-hmm. But but being able to just understand your body and its responses and be curious and not judgmental like, "Oh, That might be why it's so powerful instead of just like, oh, why is this happening? The curiosity is such a beautiful part of what you're going to be teaching us today. So I'm pumped. And, you know, I know that so many people listening to this were probably just like me, like handed the the care and keeping of you book. Remember the book from American Girl that like explained like how to put a tampon in and like, did you ever get that? I never got that book.
1: What? I know. Well, oh I'm a
0: little my- bit older than you, Allie, so maybe it wasn't around. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, that is shocking. It had like three little girls on it in like towels. And my mom was like, here you go. And I'm like watching in horror, like a three-step process of putting a tampon in and <laughs> the scar, like just the trauma, the, the scarring, Ugh, horrible. But anyway, there is more to it than just that. And that's really why I bring that book up. I think it was like, yep, this is all you need to know when really there's so much. And it's it doesn't have to be this like horrible, scary thing. And you teach no, it in it's such good. a good way. So I'm pumped. So first, how can we support ourselves best in our cycle? That's question one, by knowing what is happening in our cycle. Do you have any tips, tricks? Could you kind of take us through the cycle phases and then what the heck to do for ourselves?
1: Yeah, so we have technically... I say we have four different phases of our cycle. Some other practitioners may say we really only have two, but the first part of our cycle usually is day day one is the day you start bleeding. And it's to the point where you need a product like spotting doesn't count. So day one of your menstrual cycle is the day you start with a, you know, an accumulation of menstrual blood that you have to collect. And then that can be anywhere from five to seven days, depending on the person. But what's important when we talk about this is it needs to be consistent for you. So anything that's abnormal, if you're having like a two day cycle and then a seven day cycle, like that's not normal. It needs to be consistently the same throughout your entire 28 days. So the first few days is the day of your menstrual cycle. But in that first 14 days or those first two weeks with the menstrual cycle is the follicular phase And this is when estrogen and testosterone are starting to rise because at the end of the follicular phase, is the ovulatory phase. And that's when we ovulate. And that's when we likely will feel our best is because estrogen spikes, testosterone spikes. Some women feel crappy around ovulation. And this is because they already have a lot of estrogen to begin with. So then we're actually like adding more fuel to the fire because estrogen is climbing again. And so sometimes women feel like they have a second period-ish without the bleeding, but kind of PMS symptoms along, you know, halfway through their cycle. And then the last half of our cycle after ovulation, which is usually stays 14 through 16 is the luteal phase or the last half. And this is when progesterone rises. This is when we're stimulating our endometrial, endometrial lining to become really, really thick so that if we were to have implantation with ovulation and an egg was released, a sperm meets it, you create baby, Now, this is where the baby will hang out in the endometrial lining. And if that doesn't happen, then day 28, on a normal 28-day cycle, we're essentially shedding out that endometrial lining. That's what you're bleeding out every single month. So a normal cycle is really anywhere from 26 to 32 days. That's really where I like to keep it for women. But again, it needs to be consistent. You can't have a 26-day cycle and then like a 33-day cycle. It needs to be, you know, 26, 27 days or 32, 31 days, like somewhere consistent for you on a regular basis. So if you're one of those that has like no idea when your period's coming, it just comes randomly and it could be like 45 days and then you have like a 26 day, like that is not normal. You've got some sort of hormone imbalance going on. Another thing that I've heard lately from patients is that if you're menstruating regularly, you're likely ovulating. And I think that's a big fat lie. You can, you cannot ovulate and still menstruate. But you either ovulate or you don't. There's no like, well, I don't know if you may be ovulated, but you can still menstruate and not ovulate, but continual anovulation or not ovulating will probably lead to cycle irregularities because you don't have progesterone production. You can only make progesterone if you're ovulating. So that's a big thing that we see too clinically as you know, low progesterone for women that aren't ovulating with conditions like PCOS or you know, some infertility issues like that. So that's kind of in a nutshell. Yeah. Okay.
0: I, I don't want to take us too off track, but if someone is worried about that, who's listening, what Hmm. should they do? So find a functional medicine doctor, a naturopathic doctor, even go to
1: your OB, which that would be probably my last choice because they usually won't really do a whole lot. But what's important is to make sure you get your hormones tested on a specific day of your cycle because your your hormones ebb and flow all throughout the 28 days. And progesterone should really only be at its highest around day 19, 20, 21 of your cycle. So if you're going to get your hormones tested, don't just randomly draw them. Make sure that they're they're timed with your cycle. So I draw all women who are menstruating on day 19, 20 or 21 if they're cycled, depending on where it falls on the week, to get that best look at you know your progesterone and your estrogen ratio.
0: That's so good. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Now uh, new question. This is a curveball question. So I'm curious how you answer it, but I have full confidence. And if it doesn't land, <laughs> it doesn't land. But when you say estrogen and you say progesterone, let's personify them for someone who doesn't know what they are. So if like progesterone was a person, what would she be like? Like, do we like her? Do we not like her? Like, does that make sense? Oh yeah. So we want to like her, but she can cause
1: a lot of problems. She's kind of like that, you know, that alter ego or that twin sister that, or maybe that name that you call yourself that you don't want to be because if she's too, if she's too much, she can cause problems. So that's where if we have too much estrogen. It can cause the cramps. It can cause the heavy flow, things like that. But if she's nicely balanced, like that is... She's awesome. She's, you know, what gives us our glow, you know, lubricates things. When women hit menopause, like vaginal dryness is a big, big concern and that's estrogen. So that keeps our tissues nice and stimulated and, and I guess not thick. We don't want thick tissue because that's, you know, endometriosis, but I guess like the word I'm trying to say, stimulated, perhaps, I guess is a good word. Yeah. UTIs happen, things like that when we hit menopause, because we don't have enough estrogen to to keep that lining or the tissue um, nice and plump. And then our other main hormone progesterone, like I call her the queen, like progesterone for me is legit the queen. She is anti-inflammatory, anti-anxiolytic, helpful weight loss, calming to the brain and the nervous system. And it's also protective against breast and endometrial cancer. So progesterone is like, like we want progesterone. So we're not ovulating. We don't have progesterone. That's a big problem because progesterone is so protective and that's in its natural state, not synthetic progesterone that's found in like birth control IUDs over the counter things like that's your, your natural progesterone or, you know, when I do hormones, like bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, but yeah, progesterone really, I don't think she has an evil side unless she's just obsolete.
0: That makes sense. Wow. That's so interesting. Oh my gosh. Okay. Thank you for doing that. I'm glad I asked that question because now I feel more grounded in like who they are. So how do we support ourselves best through that cycle? Obviously knowledge, but are there any tools or anything that you could advise anyone listening use? I know you told me about flow and I love flow. Anything else? Yeah. So flow app, clue app, um,
1: I use Women Log just because that's what I started with. It seems to work for me. But Flow is probably the most popular. Actually, Apple has an app that you can track on your phone. That's the first step. If you have zero clue what's going on, start tracking. And a lot of these tracking apps, you can put in your symptoms. And then, I, I don't know, I, I think they log into a, like a desktop version where you could possibly print out like your symptoms. I actually had a patient come to me with like a calendar that she just wrote out And like would write symptoms because that's where we want to track. It's like what's happening continuously during these 28 days. So first is track. I would start there day one, you know, and then you could put in your, your uh, symptoms moving forward, but also the apps will tell you what phase of your cycle you're in. So like during like our menstrual phase, like we need to honor that we're, we need to rest. Like you're shedding endometrial lining. Usually energy is at its lowest we usually feel, you know, a little off just because we're we're menstruating. Like that's where PMS happens, et cetera. So this is where we just kind of want to slow down. Like we don't want to do anything too vigorous, like not a lot of not a ton or crazy amount of like boot camp or like high intensity interval training or anything like that yoga, stretching, like just honor that, that chill phase as we start hitting towards like ovulation, this is where you like can crank up the energy, do more weight and strength training because testosterone is rising. So we want to use that for our benefit. Also like in that beginning phase is more for our brain to like be more intuitive, evaluate things, plan things, creative. This is estrogens like helping our brain with creativity. It's also during ovulation, like a time to put yourself out there. This is where you want to like have events, where you want to ask for a raise, maybe ask someone out on a date, go out on a date, go to a networking event, like put yourself out there. Testosterone is like, Running your world right now. This is where you want to be out there. And then the last half of our cycle is, I call it our "get shit done" phase. I don't know if I can cuss on your podcast. You You can that out. You're good. Um, But you get stuff done. This is like, you know, you 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 planned in the first half of your cycle. Now the second half, it's like, okay, I can do all the things that were on my to do list. You really want to hunker down because now we're preparing our body for menstrual phase again. So coming off ovulation into menstrual phase, like kind of slow down a little bit and hunker down, get things done. You don't want to overexert yourself because again, you're preparing for the menstrual phase again. So those are some ways that you can use your cycle. And it's interesting because if you notice what I've noticed with learning about the phases and, and really watching them and understanding where I'm at, you're at least likely to beat yourself up for say unmotivation or like, oh my gosh, I don't feel motivated today. Or why am I so tired? Or. Why do I want this nap today and you're like wait where am I in the cycle or why am I moody or why did I just snap at that person instead of like feeling all the shame and re, you know remorse and like beating yourself up over it go to your app and say oh well this makes sense my period is gonna start in like three days so yeah. then you can be like all right it's my hormone speaking it's not really like anything that I'm doing maybe I should you know get my hormones checked to see if there's some sort of imbalance that is contributing to it but understanding what's going on with your hormones is so important so that you can be nicer and more kinder to yourself too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love this. And I think to this too, I had, I just did an event recently and you told me, uh, we were talking about this obviously. And I guess I had known, like I had tracked from following you on flow for a while, but I didn't know what anything meant. And it, giving grace to yourself. I feel like I never gave myself like a, not a hall pass, but like grace, um, until I heard you really talk through this. And after my event, I was like burnt out and tired. And then I also was, I had started my period, like the day of the event. And so, oh no, it, yeah, it, I know it wasn't ideal, but of course for next year, as we're scheduling things, I'm like, ha ha ha, I can look through, figure out yeah. where it is next year and avoid it so that I can feel better because I, I had, you know, cramps and I was like, just burnt out and like almost angry. I was like, oh, not, not cute after. And I don't want that. And so anything big happening in your life, like allow yourself space to start to start to track and then apply what Aaron is saying, because I can firsthand say that like this awareness allowed me to not just give myself grace, but also just not be setting expectations that were unrealistic. Because in business, when I coach, and I know that you can agree with this, Erin, I always found myself overestimating what I could do in a day and underestimating what I could do in a year. And I was like, what would happen if I gave myself enough grace and enough progress each day, found a happy medium, and then adding this on allows for an extra layer of awareness and efficiency over time?
1: Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And thanks to you and your help, like eventually I'll have this planner coming out, which will make your life, everyone's life, including mine, so much easier. So that way you can have a planner specifically for you and your cycle. And so you'll know when to plan things or say, oh, I shouldn't have that job interview on the day. I'm going to start my period can we reschedule for, you know, a couple of weeks <laughs> that way, you know, that you're going to be your best and it's not going to, you know, you're not going to give yourself grace so yep. you can show up appropriately.
0: Exactly. And I think that guys stay tuned for that. And I will be pumping it out when it comes to market because it's going to be so good. Um, just giving yourself space to process it. Cause I think it took me a long time to, when I was logging in the app, what was happening to then actually give it meaning. Mm -hmm. Um, when you have a place to put it, like you will grow and that's true in all parts of your life. So Aaron, you rock Dr. Ellis. I didn't even ask what I'm allowed to call you, but we love you. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Thank you. I hope
1: this was valuable. I love talking about it. It lights me up just because it's something that is so important. And I know that I'm not alone when I wasn't taught this. Um, and so now I just want to make sure every woman understands what's going on and you can really honor and embrace your hormones.
0: Yeah. So good. All right. Well, guys go to the show notes below. You'll be able to find her website, her Instagram. We might even throw a freebie on there if she has any available. And then uh, I just encourage you to go follow her guys. She has brought a lot of value to my life. She's an incredible person. And I know that you'll grow a lot alongside her just like I have. So thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for being here. If you loved it, take a screenshot, share on your story and tag us. And then don't forget to give us a five-star review at the end of this. We love you guys and we will see you back next week.